0: hello and namaste everyone welcome to another episode of meditation matters i'm your host niall shell and i have a pretty common yet interesting topic to talk about today and it's called stress management basically so reviewing different tactics from like a mind hacking perspective some buddhist perspective um And just some overall, like, tips and tricks, things that I've learned over time, things that I've researched. And I just wanted to package it into an episode for you guys. I feel like stress is something that we always experience, we're always going to have to deal with in life. And there's just so many different ways that we can try to manage stress. And so... From a recent event that happened with a friend, I just felt that it was necessary for me to really dive a little bit deeper into this concept of stress management and how to reduce our stressors, um, as we'll always face them, especially as we continue to live on this earth. So so you're gonna hear a lighter because I'm lighting my sage. Um, I've been really doing this whole sageing up my apartment recently and feeling like it's necessary and I just dropped some ash on my pants. But yeah, so as the stage is burning down a little bit more aggressively than I originally expected it to, um, I'll also mention that I've been on this tip recently of playing healing frequencies in the background. So today what you hear are the frequencies of five to eight hertz and three, nine, six hertz. Each has a different purpose, but in this song or ambient sound, they're combined together to create a double whammy healing purpose. What I'll do is I'll link this YouTube video in the description section along with slight descriptors of what these different hurts mean. I don't want to dive too deeply into them right now. I will have a separate episode that talks all about sound healing as another topic that I've really been intrigued by recently and have been, so interestingly enough, have been finding articles just kind of gracing by my existence about sound healing. So, clearly, I need to do more research and an episode on sound healing. So stay tuned for that, guys. Now I'll go ahead and I'll dive into the topic for today, being stress management. And so I just want to start off by saying that one, There are so many different types of stresses caused by a variety of reasons and felt differently per person, right? So, typically, when you're like researching best stress management practices or best ways to reduce my stressors, the reality is that it's going to come from a very general approach, right? And a lot of the articles and a lot of the uh, documentaries, videos, whatever you want, talks that I've watched while kind of trying to deepen my understanding of what it means to manage stress, what stress is, and just kind of like that holistic process. A lot of it comes down to a lot of the same general advice, some of which I'll discuss here and others in which I'll discuss more of like what I've been doing. But what I wanted to do first is to dive into what is stress and how does one define a stressor? So according to the help guide, which was actually a really interesting article to read about what stress is, how to define it, how it can impact the human body. They define stress as the body's method of responding to demands or threats. Danger, whether real or imagined, triggers a chemical reaction within the body that kicks its defense mode into high gear. Such an automatic process is coined as the fight or flight reaction, also known as the stress response. I just want to know. I definitely did paraphrase. They didn't necessarily say all these different things, but, you know, I'm a researcher at heart. I like to paraphrase, end quote. (laughs) Um, But essentially what was interesting as well is they concluded a little bit more of the scientific pieces of the impact that stress has on the body or what type of response, what happens inside of the body when these chemicals begin to turn on, right? And this is a direct quote from them. When you feel threatened, your nervous system responds by releasing a flood of stress hormones, including adrenaline and cortisol, which rouse the body for emergency action. Your heart pounds faster, muscles tighten, blood pressure rises, breath quickens, and your senses become sharper. Note your five senses. And even you can talk about your intuitive sense being your sixth sense as well, but that's another topic. These physical changes increase your strength and stamina, which speed your reaction time, and enhance your focus, preparing you to either fight or flee from the danger at hand. So, just to dial back, that is a direct quote from the help guide that discusses the response flight or flight has within the body. Very physical reactions that it brings up in the body. So from a very historical perspective, you can imagine that humans have always experienced a certain level of stress. Whether or not we take it back to a more basic level of safety from large beasts or other people that have been trying to kill them, access to food, shelter, uh, being able to acquire mating partners. I mean, these are all various different things that could have resulted in uh, an, an occurrence of the stress response popping up inside of a human being. And what's interesting about this reaction being the stress response to whatever the stressor might be as you can imagine it places an immense amount of pressure and stress on the actual physical body thus making acute stress response which namely according to various researchers was only historically really meant to last for around 90 seconds right 90 seconds or less was this intense spike in uh, our body's capability and reaction to be able to fight or flee from something. That is typically the ideal amount of time that our body's supposed to be experiencing such an intense and stressful reaction. Yet, the interesting piece about our world today is that we face interesting type of stressors, which I can't say because I'm not 100% sure if in our past worlds, if in our ancestors dealt with a lot of the same things, As we learn more and more through anthropological research that our ancestors from all over had various levels of modern, you know, equipment, technology, and science that we're still trying to decode today. So, did they suffer from all the same things that we do? I'm not really sure. But at least from this present day speaking, in today's world, our stress extends to the round of being triggered from a traffic jam. I mean, how many times have you been in a traffic jam driving and you're just like pissed and stressed? Right, so I've have met people who are in traffic jams and they are A OK. They exist. I've gotten better myself, I will admit, right, with managing the stress that I feel when driving. But it's something to consider. Another thing is mounting bills. Now, did our ancestors deal with bills that piled up and piled up? Um, probably in some capacity. Maybe not in the same way that we experience them now, but I'm sure. An argument. Maybe you had an argument with your relative friend, whatever it may be, spouse, look, an argument can definitely also increase your stress level and get you to that flight or flight mode. Even your housing conditions or your environmental conditions, living in poor housing and environmental conditions is something that we see a lot of times throughout the world, can also increase the amount of stress that you're feeling. Sickness or impending sickness, disease, whatever it may be, can increase your stress level. Employment or lack thereof whether or not your employment is something that you enjoy, you don't, or you don't have a job at all, it all relates to stress. Grief or loss. And as well, so many other things can push us into a stressful state, and we just have to be mindful of these various life occurrences. Some of the things I mentioned can be avoided. Some of the things I mentioned can't, and that's just a few from a mounting list of other possibilities. So that's something to kind of always realize. Like I mentioned in the beginning, Stress is something that we're always going to face in life. Some we'll be able to control, some we won't be able to. And what's interesting about this is the stress that we can control or even the reaction that we can control, which we can always control our reaction, is something that we can put our attention to reducing and managing better so that we have a better relationship with different scenarios that pop up into our life that may induce a very stressful body, mental emotional state. What's interesting about this reality of stress in addition is that our body being our nervous system, which is really uh, in control for a lot of the chemical releases, cannot distinguish between emotional and physical stress. So yes, you might physically be in danger and no matter what your body will produce that fight or flight syndrome. You might emotionally be experiencing stress from Say an argument you had the other day with your partner. Now, your body is not saying, oh, it's not physical, so we don't need to jump into fight-or-flight mode. No, your body is saying, oh, my gosh, we're experiencing stress. This person is stressed out. My body, we're stressed. We're going to figure out our way out of this situation by inducing our fight-or-flight reaction, which is releasing that adrenaline and cortisol into our body, which is shortening our breath, you know, tensing up our body, uh, increasing our heart rate, doing all these different things. Now, just imagine your body isn't meant to stay in this emergency state constantly. It's more of an acute reaction to something that's happening in the moment. But a lot of times in our life, we stay in a stressful, long-term space. It could be for a variety of reasons, but we're constantly in a stressful space, and what that's coined is as conic stress. And chronic stress can really disrupt just about every single bodily system function that you can think about. It can suppress your immune system leading to autoimmune diseases. It can suppress your digestive system leading to digestive issues. It can also suppress your reproductive system leading to loss of sex drive or even having other consequences on your sexual organs. Chronic stress can also lead to increased risk of heart attack and stroke, as you can imagine. There are a couple of articles I read about, and also just stories you kind of hear, whether or not it be family members or things you read on the news, people dying from a heart attack because they were too stressed. They were worked themselves into the ground. And actually, as a sidebar, the other day, um, I was in a meeting with my, my team members, and um, it was interesting because I found myself making a comment saying, I know that I'm young and I'm going to have a lot of energy. But the reality is that I'm not going to work myself into the ground. And that can be a plus and or negative statement. But the reality of the situation is that I began to realize that if I overly committed myself to the point where I didn't have a life outside of work where I was constantly working, where I was working myself 60, 70, 80 hours. Like, even though that wasn't really the feasible reality of my job, but it was just like, we were talking about an event that was really going to like nine days straight, work us like 60 to 80 hours, right? And in that moment I realized that even though, yeah, I don't necessarily work those hours typically, there are folks that are working crazy hours all the time to make ends meet to do whatever that needs to be done, to go the next ladder in life, to reach whatever heights they need to be reached, right? And that reality was just kind of like, wow. You know, like, that's intense. You you place yourself in so much stress, whether that be for work or for anything else. But what do you do for yourself when you're not at work, when you have some free time to think, to breathe, to exist? Are you constantly stressed about working your deadlines? Are you constantly stressed about how you want to get money? What are you constantly stressed about? And there's a way for us to try to, in a way, hack our minds to better manage these stressful thoughts, scenarios, and situations, especially the ones that we can, in fact, control. And even if we can't control a certain stressor, we can, in fact, control our reaction to that stressor. I know I got a little bit off topic, but to kind of dial back to what I was talking about in terms of what chronic stress can do to the human body, other issues that can stem from it or be exacerbated by chronic stress include depression and anxiety, also irritability, irritability, moodiness, loneliness, feeling overwhelmed, and other mental and emotional health issues, pain being physical pain. Note, you can legitimately feel physical pain in the body when you are too tense, too stressed, and when certain energy and emotional blockages are trapped within your body. This is factual. This is true. Please read The Emotion Code, which I'll link that book in the comment section as well. But expand your awareness on how emotions, stress, tension, and any emotional thing that we might be feeling can actually lead to physical pain. Think about it. Let's just say you ever had your heart broken, right? Didn't your heart like actually ache? Didn't something actually hurt? Yeah, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> Other uh, issues that can stem from be exactly better chronic stress also include, as I mentioned, autoimmune disease, skin conditions, eczema, and acne. Thinking and memory loss issues like poor judgment, racing thoughts, constant worry, Inability to concentrate, focusing only on the negative, which is another concept of mind hacking that I'll talk about. I will have a completely separate episode dedicated to mind hacking and just kind of what that means from a more like meditative point of view and how we can do that through meditative practices. So I don't want to dive too deeply into it, but no, it's possible. Other issues can also be weight problems and other behavioral symptoms such as eating too much, eating not as much as you should or not eating at all I personally suffer when I get stressed out from not eating at all Um, it's not really that great Um, also sleeping too much or not enough withdrawing from others becoming more antisocial canceling plans not really wanting to hang out I mean that can be related to other things but stress is something that I feel we stress we feel on a very constant basis so a lot of times maybe when we're not filling up to something We could think over depressed, over this, but we could actually just be stressed. And stress is a very interesting thing. The way that my body has historically responded to stress uh, in terms of like my body just not being with me, being stressed in any capacity has always been very painful and unfortunate. Other things that stem from it, procrastinating. You know, that's interesting, right? Let's say you have a lot on your plate, but you're procrastinating. Yeah, I suffer from that one as well. Using alcohol and other drugs excessively as a means of relaxation. And developing nervous habits, nervous tics like biting your nails, pacing, whatever it may be. I do want to note real quick before I start diving into some ways to help manage stress and deal with our stressors. For me, when I get really stressed and I'm not properly managing it, like I'm allowing the stress to stay trapped into my body, And it's interesting about that is that sometimes you may not realize that the stress is trapped inside of your body if you're not paying attention. I want to say that again. Sometimes you may not realize how stressed you are if you're not paying attention to yourself. If you're not allowing yourself the opportunity to spend time with yourself, whether or not it be through meditation, journaling, art. Taking walks, exercising, singing, recording yourself talk, I mean talking to other people, whatever it is, if you're not allowing yourself the chance to kind of sit and be with yourself and understand what's going on with yourself, you may not ever realize that you're suffering from chronic stress. Typically, you can feel that change in your and your body flipping into the fight or flight mode, but if you're constantly in fight or flight mode, and you're constantly in that high-stress environment, and your body is constantly tense, constantly this, eventually it gets harder and harder to note that your body is in such a tense and stressful space. And eventually it gets harder and harder to turn that off. Just like any habit, it can be hard to break it. So I just want to say that. And with my experience with stress and not properly managing my stress throughout time has been... I used to get chronic yeast infections. And the doctor even caught it chronic. I went like three years with constantly having yeast infection. Uh, One point my scalp broke out. Uh, I mean, I already had like interesting dandruff issues. So then my scalp got worse. Then I got like yeast on my tongue and I was always having, you know, just ah, it was terrible. Um, Then on top of that, I wasn't eating. So eventually I started losing weight. A lot of negative thinking being trapped in a cycle of negative, of constantly thinking negatively, not being positive at all. And um, just kind of like turning to really, just kind of like turning to habits that didn't really serve me and help me through my stress, right? I mean, I was stressing about all types of things, stressing about school, stressing about relationships, stressing about my pur- finding my purpose, stressing about not feeling like I was a good enough human. You know, I was just stressing about all types of things. Whatever the stress was, stressing about traffic, stressing about finding a job, stressing about anything and everything. But eventually I realized when I started to really, really tap into and spend time with myself that I was stressed on levels that I didn't even understand, right? I mean, I'm not gonna lie. As I'm continuing through my own healing journey, which, by the way, I will talk about healing journeys later, but. Even throughout my current healing journey that I'm experiencing now, I'm tapping into a layer of my emotional self that never even knew that certain pains and stressors were there and have been there for years. But the plus of going through this experience, especially my current healing journey of really trying to tap into stresses in my body, pains in my body, uncertainties in my body, it's been a true suffering experience but it's been a suffering experience that has light that has led to light enlightenment and gratitude and complete compassion and love for myself and others and the reason why I want to go into my healing journeys in another episode is because that geez this i this episode would go on for hours you know like i don't want to do that to you guys at least not today <laughs> um but i just Stress is a crazy thing, and honestly, I just want to take a moment here to say if there's any type of stress that you're dealing with right now, feel free to, shoot, voice it. You can include it here in the comment section. You can send me a direct message. You can email me. You can do whatever it is you need to do. If you need somebody to talk to about your stressors, let me know, or find someone that you can talk to about your stressors, whatever it may be. This is a great segue into the next section of, so... We've covered some of the basics of stress and didn't get too sciency about it, but what's next? How do we manage our stress and what steps can we take to actually begin to reduce the stressors in our life? First, I wanna talk about ways to manage stressors in our lives. As I mentioned before, while living here on this earth, there will always be some form of stress that we will face. Stress can be synonymous with suffering, and sanskrit translated as dukkha suffering exists in our lives for a reason it is meant to teach us something as we continually learn day in and day out on our journey here on this earth there are a couple of quotes that i wanted to add here that i thought were quite interesting about this concept of suffering and stress being synonymous but also being but also being related to our growth as human beings here najajuna who was an Indian Buddhist monk said, If you desire ease, forsake learning. If you desire learning, forsake ease. Sakya Pandita wrote, The wise men, when studying, suffer pains. Without exertion, it is impossible to become wise. And another author from the, Hel- from the Helper Guide mentioned, In fact, there is no such thing as a stress free life. Life is movement, and movement is stressful. Without stress, there would be no path, no wisdom, and no attainment. Ironically, without stress, we cannot be at ease. Now, I would say that the last quote was very interesting. Movement, like how? Any type of movement? No. What we'll find is that through life, we'll always come across various situations that will plunge us into various stressful situations. But we don't have to be stressed, right? We don't have to feel stressed about things. One thing that I recently learned throughout my journey is that if you begin to look at different situations and whether or not they be stressful or not, very suffering situations as a learning experience, interestingly enough, you begin to feel a level of ease. You may not feel bliss, but you will begin to feel a sense of ease and gratitude for the suffering. Now, there were all different types of suffering and we've each suffered differently. We've each had our own opinions with suffering. But one thing that I've learned recently, no matter what the suffering is, if you can begin to find compassion for yourself and the other or the situation at hand, if you can begin to become grateful for it, no matter how crazy that sounds, for yourself and the situation or the other at hand, eventually you will begin to find more ease in healing that pain and getting past that hump of suffering suffering comes in different forms and as we begin to grow in ourselves and our practice and just who we are suffering dealing with suffering takes on a different face and we may deal with different suffering situations but at the end of the day it's always important to know how to react to how to manage the different suffering and or stresses you may feel throughout life. I do want to say to you, no matter who you are, one, never feel alone in your moments of suffering or stress. Know that there are all different types of things going on in this world, and it is okay for you to feel what you're feeling in this moment. Feel it, embrace it, allow it to be what it is. Also, never feel as if your experience, you know, is without meeting. There is purpose and meaning and everything that you're experiencing in your life no matter how good or bad on the spectrum it may seem be or really is the reality is that everything has a meaning and when we begin to tap into some of these deeper meanings perhaps we'll be able to find some of the answers that we've either been searching for or never realized we're really searching for also Mm. never feel as if there's not a way out there's always a way out, especially when you can control the situation. And when you can't control it, breathe in and breathe out because what you can control is yourself. Yet what's interesting is that even in the wake and the purpose of suffering, there is a way, as I mentioned, to manage and even change our response in various stressful situations. So let's dive in. Outside of what I've previously mentioned, There are a few practices that I mentioned before that I've researched and either tried myself in terms of getting myself to a place where I can better manage my stress and help me to reduce my stressors. One is engaging my senses, and I'll flip it to engage your senses. What do I mean by this? Yeah, I mean the five senses, and I'll include the sixth one being the intuitive power that we have, that we all have, okay? But engaging the senses, sight. Sound, taste, smell, touch, movement—these are all the different ways that we can engage our senses. One one that I personally use um, is breathing. Now, breathing is more, I guess, of a internal awareness. A ter- its a feeling as well. Um, I usually, when I find myself in very stressful situations or I, my anxiety is peaking. And whether or not I'm in public or not in public, one thing that I begin to do is breathe. I become very aware of the my breathing pattern within my body. And usually what I try to do is begin to control the breathing, because I can, in fact, control my breathing. And so I will take deep breaths in and out for counts of four for each. And then I will repeat that cycle for about five times. So I'll breathe in, two, three, four and breathe out with the same count. And then I'll continue that until I'm coming to a calmer space where my mind's a little less cloudy. And by that time, I'm able to better manage and or understand the stressor that I'm going through. A lot of the time, the stressors that I feel now tend to be a little bit more emotional. So this really helps to really kind of get my emotions into gear. In episode three, I talked about shudasha Kriya and I also mentioned stress there and how it can help you manage your stress. Um, So really tapping back into the same thing. Kriya is all about breath, living, life, action, and um, being able to take the action to control your breath through various breathing exercises. And this one being a really reliable one is a really great way to help you manage stress that you may be facing in the present moment. And honestly, just like meditation is practice or riding a bike takes practice or learning how to surf takes practice. So does controlling and managing your stress, right? So... If you want to use breathing as a tactic to manage your stress, it will take some time and some practice for you to feel more and more comfortable with using that as a management tactic. But like I said, there's also other ways to do it. Let's just say you like to listen to a really uplifting tune. That's your sound, you know. You can really decide to tap into that as a way to help you manage your stress. Or if you like to pet animals, you can turn to animals being your touch to kind of help you relieve your anxiety and reduce your stress. So there's a lot of different ways that we can use our five senses to really reduce and manage our stress in various ways. And as we continue to use the things that work best with us, we'll find even better and better ways to manage and reduce our reaction to stress and be able to actually better deal with the stressors that are gonna come into our lives. Another way is to connect with others. If possible, if you can meet face-to-face with someone you know is going to help to ease your stress or agitation, someone that you can talk it out with, someone that you genuinely enjoy spending time with, then I would recommend connecting with that person. But if you don't necessarily have strong relationships with anyone at all, one thing that you could try to do is begin to focus on building stronger and more satisfying relationships with people whether that you already have someone in mind or you're not really sure how to go out there and make a new friend or really bond with people. At the end of the day, we're human beings and we are in fact social beings. And according to the Maslow hierarchy of needs, the sense of belonging is a really important piece of our existence here as human beings. And being able to connect with a support system, with a network of people, or build one, You know if we don't have one right now is super important with helping us get through our continuing stressful situations i mean i know for me when i'm going through stressful situations my girls i call them up i'd be like yo oh my gosh you know what i mean and my friends do the same thing and it's a really awesome thing to be able to go to people and say i'm going through this tough time i need you to listen to me and also going back to our previous episode on the power of vulnerability You're now tapping into a vulnerable space that is allowing you to give voice to your concerns, even voice to yourself, to be heard, to be noticed, and to allow a channel for which these emotions, these stressors, and everything else can just flow out of you and no longer be trapped within you. Another technique that isn't really talked about as much, but something that I do do myself is called thought stopping. Literally, it's kind of defined as how you would imagine. Think Let's just say you're in a very stressful place, you're, you having a lot of anxiety and you have a kind of like a spastic, chaotic mind going on right now. Your thoughts are all over the place and they're pretty negative. One thing that I've tried whenever I find myself in this anxious space is I literally try to insert a, a positive thought into my mind. That positive thought being like, everything will be okay. Or smile. Or it's fine. Just so many different types of thoughts phrases that you can use that can turn into a mantra and even if it doesn't work on the first time that you try to just insert a positive thought into your negative cycle keep doing it literally keep inserting that same really positive and uplifting thought that you can create on your own into that cycle and eventually you will calm yourself down as i always recommend become as mindful as you can of your physical body while you're in this state Whether or not you're using breathing, you're connecting with other people, or you're using thought-stopping, be mindful of what's going on inside of yourself. Another technique is journaling. One thing I have always kind of known about, but keeps coming across me, is creating a gratitude journal. And if you physically can't write, or don't know how to, uh, you can also use an audio recording thanks to technology nowadays. We kind of have access to that on our cell phones, so that's pretty nice. Um, But you can literally just create a gratitude journal whether or not it be an audio gratitude journal or a written one and you can just use it as a means to at the end of each day or the beginning of each day you take the time to write down one to three things advisably three that you are grateful for that happened during that day and I personally feel like it's possible there's a lot of negative that we can really focus on in our throughout through our day-to-day lives but it's important to Recoup at the end of the day, or at the beginning of the day, and really think about what we're grateful for. I mean, reciting that every day can really help to change the way that you deal with stress, the way that you deal with your day-to-day, the way that you see or perceive or think about something or respond to something. I know that I started every morning with just a gratitude prayer. I wake up and I place my hands over my heart, and I just say a prayer of gratitude. And even if I wake up in the morning, I'm a little bit agitated or I feel like I haven't slept enough, I'm not trying to do this, I'm not trying to do that, I still make myself do a gratitude prayer with my hands over my heart center. And honestly, at the end of that prayer, I'm feeling more at ease, which is super, super important. Another thing is something that we typically hear about when it comes to dealing with stress is getting active, moving around, right? Um, exercising, going on walks, being out in nature, um, whatever it may be, just getting our body moving a little bit. And no matter how cliche this recommendation always seems to be, it actually works. Um, There can be instances where maybe we're still feeling stressed even after getting active. That's when it's recommended to try a couple of different things at the same time, uh, like breathing or, or journaling or speaking to someone or seeking help, whatever it may be. But getting active is a really, really awesome way of just kind of dealing with that adrenaline you're feeling, reducing that cortisol you're feeling, and just kind of getting yourself relaxed, right? Another cool thing about working out is that typically you're going to get a little tired after that, especially if you put in a good one or if you spend a nice amount of time outside or whatever it may be. You're going to feel tired, which is going to help you sleep. And if you're suffering from sleep issues from having high stress, dealing with chronic stress, Hopefully exercise will be able to help you readdress that and be able to sleep a little bit better. Another one is being mindful of what you're eating. I talk about it sometimes. The gut brain is important. The gut brain also interacts with the rest of our system as the human body is one gigantic system, right? And everything impacts everything else. And as you can imagine, what you're eating impacts everything else. So your gut brain being in your gut can impact can impact your brain inside of your skull, right? And so as you can imagine, let's just say you're already stressed out. If you're constantly eating fried foods, junk food, you know, highly processed foods, and you're not able to or you are not choosing to eat foods that are fresh fruits and vegetables, you know, um, good proteins, omega-3s, whatever it may be, then your stress level is going to maintain, if not exacerbate. Now, now there are situations in which people do not actually have access to these kinds of foods, uh, be it food deserts, uh, food swamps, whatever it may be typically found in either rural or urban urban environments. At the end of the day, it's important for all of us to have access to fresh fruits and vegetables, not coated with all these other things that we are experiencing, but just genuinely fresh fruits and vegetables. And that's why it's really important for us to always be mindful and grateful for our opportunity to have access to what we can and to always help volunteer, share, and spread what we can. There's a lot of different, I mean, I don't want to dive too deeply into food swamps and food deserts, But there's a lot more work that needs to be done and ensuring that all of us have access to healthy fruits and vegetables in order to influence our gut brain a little bit better. But just to get back on topic, the last activity I'll talk about as well is learning to relax and I'll mesh getting appropriate rest into that as well. When it comes to learning to react, activities such as yoga, qigong, meditation, and other similar activities can really help to manage your stress and to reduce your stress long-term. Also, to reduce your reaction to any stressors that you can or cannot control in the long-term. These practices, like anything else, they take practice, as I mentioned before. Meditation takes practice, yoga takes practice, Qigong takes practice, everything takes practice. But with having the intention to really help to reduce your stress, to heal from your stress, and to better manage your stress, I guarantee you'll be able to do it. As always, meditation allows you to quiet your mind and see stressful thoughts, situations, whatever it may be, from a distance, from a more detached, inner-neutral place. Will this always be able to happen immediately? Not so much, but it's something that's super important to know. Even in my experiences, when I've allowed myself to sit back in a quiet space and meditate, I've been shown answers to interesting situations that I didn't even realize I was going to get answers to, right? So, really deep subconscious questions that I had, answers pop up, even answers to a project I'm working on at work that I didn't know how to fix it or what to do, I wake up the next morning to do my meditation and the answer is right there in my head. I know exactly what to do to fix this issue in the project. I know exactly how to design it. I know exactly what to say. I know exactly who to call. Things that I would not have necessarily thought of in my stressful state. So meditation is super, super impactful, super useful. I made this whole podcast about how I think about different topics when I'm in meditation so I'm a big proponent of it uh, so continue in your practice if you desire to continue to deepen your practice and meditation in terms of getting a lot, enough rest sleep is super vital that's all I can really say about it sleep is super vital if you're having issues with being able to sleep well I have also linked in the section below for the description Um, an article that really talks about sleeping, and I'll also link a book to it as well that dives into the importance of sleep and how it can really transform our lives if we allow ourselves to get enough of it. Now, when it comes to reducing the stresses that we feel in our life, I have a couple of points that I wanna say. One, you can try to pinpoint what is causing you stress. Make note if this is something that you can control or if you can't, and if you can control, how can you eliminate it from your life? If you can't control it, then how can you somehow reduce your interaction with it? Now, if you can control it, you can take the necessary steps to begin distancing yourself from that situation or that person, whatever the stressor might be, and or limiting your interactions from that situation or person. Altogether, you can find ways to better manage that situation as well, or you can exit that situation, as I've mentioned. What's interesting about these different kinds of stressors is that depending what the stressor is and what it serves in our life, we have to be able to come to terms with that reality. And once we're able to do that, we can decide for ourselves whether or not we wanna keep that stressor in our life or we wanna get rid of it. At the end of the day, your health and wellness is extremely vital. Let's just say you're somebody that wants to help and heal others. If you can't manage yourself, if you can't get yourself together, then how can you even feasibly begin to help and heal other people in a very healthy, productive way that allows for continued growth and healing for both parties involved? Also, it's important for us to continually get closer and closer with ourself, with our divine self, and with everything that is the collective consciousness if we want to continue to learn about ourselves, learn better ways to manage our stress, and to transform our reaction to stress in stress situations. And at the end of the day, if we can in fact control the stressor, as I said, you are in control of whether or not you want to leave the stressor as is in your life or change it. No matter what, you will endure whatever stress or suffering or whatever it may be from making either choice. What will be different is that you will decide what type of stress and or suffering you want to go through by either leaving that stressor in your life or getting rid of it or trying to eliminate it or trying to distance yourself from it. So I'm not going to give you more in-depth ways on how to manage your stressor because I feel like managing stress and reducing your stressor, you know, at the end of the day, they're, they're choices. And even if you can't, like I said, control the stressors coming into your life, you can at least manage them or you can at least try your best to reduce them to some capacity through various practices. What I hit on today in terms of reducing your stress and trying to address your stressors, there's way much more that can be talked about. I mean, there are talks that go on for hours talking about stress management and stressor reduction. Of course, I don't want to talk you guys either off because at this point I've been talking for over 40 minutes. But it's just important to know that you do have the ability to control certain things. And what's interesting about control is don't get too control-happy with your life. But just know that when things are really paining you, stressing you out, you do have the option to choose less stress. To conclude today's episode, I do want to say that I realize that it can be really, really easy for me to just like talk about these things or talk about my experiences or talk about the stresses that I faced. right? And it can be easier said than done to talk about how we can take various steps to manage our stress or to reduce the stresses in our life but I do wholly and fully believe that if you are dealing with stress right now in your life, you can in fact manage and or reduce your stress completely. You can get to a place of ease and you can get to a place where that chronic high intensity stress you've been dealing with is no longer something that you're dealing with. To truly achieve this, it really takes you yourself setting the attention within yourself to better manage and reduce your stress, setting the intention and believing that you can indeed achieve the intention that you have set and then taking the necessary steps to actually reduce your stressors and or better your stress management practices. When you start from a very pure intention of, example, I want to reduce the stressors in my life or I want to better manage stress, I want to be calmer, I want to be more at peace. I want to say things in response to my stressful response, to my stressful situations that are more collected, they're more humble, they're more kind, they're more positive. I want to flip the script and be that positive life in a very stressful situation. Whatever your intention may be, believe in that wholeheartedly. Believe that you can achieve that and take the steps to do so. And I guarantee you, it will come and you will achieve it. Making the decision and taking steps to better manage your stress and to reduce your stresses is a decision rooted in strength and self-growth. Don't be fooled otherwise. Even if you get negative feedback on why you're changing up some of your tactics or why you're distancing yourself from certain things or people, do what you need to do to heal yourself. Putting your mental and emotional health is worth the growth. And yes, some growing pains will be associated with whatever path that you choose here. But just know, your control and stress, your stress, all of our stresses can be managed. We just got to believe in ourselves and allow ourselves to adopt more healing practices in every facet of our life, especially when it comes to stress. Always know that the change can come from the inside out. Namaste mistake.